All right, so welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you right now. We are streaming for the second time this week. I know last night, for, for me, my time, was a very, very long stream, something like 40 minutes long, but I assure you it is watching that if you are in the United Kingdom. If you're not, well, you know, you could possibly watch it out of interest, but um, if you're in the United Kingdom, it is worth watching that video, that stream, so you can see actually what came out in the UK budget. Some bizarre stuff that you won't see on the mainstream media, such as taxpayers like you and I paying for the Queen's uh, Jubilee celebrations, the millions of pounds and, and things like that. Have a look at that video. It is worth it. Save you watching hours worth of the BBC and all that sort of stuff. So today we are going to be getting into inflation again. I thought it'd be good to actually recap over this from some of the videos I made earlier in the year, start of the year. I talked about inflation and... <laughs> You know, well, here we are. It's no surprise. I don't think many of you are surprised either. I'm not sure why so many people are surprised by the levels of inflation right now. <clears throat> it's pretty obvious that it was coming. We had the mass uh, currency creation across the world, pretty much. When the United States starts printing or digitally creating new currency, a lot of the other countries will follow suit, as has happened. So let's have a look at it today then. There's a lot of talk of, of hyperinflation. I'm hearing this a lot more at the moment. And even Jack Dorsey, Twitter, tweeted recently that we're going for hyperinflation. And Elon Musk has got involved. Peter Schiff is talking about high inflation that could lead to hyperinflation. Um, Kathy Wood's involved. You know, everyone's involved in this now and, and debating it. So I've got some figures here that we're, we're going to go over and I'll talk through these, which took a, a fair bit of time to start pulling all this data together. But I wanted to just touch on something briefly that I thought was very interesting. So Kathy Wood has got involved in this discussion saying no to inflation in the new year, but yes to deflationary forces um, coming due to over-ordering and, and stockpiling of goods. Here's the other thing. Artificial intelligence, energy storage, robotics, genome sequencing, and blockchain will bend the curve back to deflation. Firstly, I don't agree with that at all. Um, Kathy Wood is very contrarian, as you know, often comes out with things that are the polar opposite. But as I've said before, Kathy is not always right. A lot of people follow her um, to the to the latter and invest with her and things. But she isn't always right. And I keep a track of everything that she says. I watch her videos, make notes and things. And uh, that's all I'll say on that. So just be wary of listening to some people who say hyperinflation and others that say deflation. Actually, I think it's going to be quite different. I think we're going to see more bouts of inflation as we go into the end of the year and into the new year. And I'm going to pick up on what some of the central bankers have actually said earlier in the year, I save everything. As you know, I keep a, a good-sized database of all the quotes and the, the percentages before they can delete them off the, the, the websites and things like that. So today we're going to be talking about the United States, the United Kingdom, and the European Union. So we're going to be focusing specifically on these regions. So let's start then. Actually, let's start with the juicy bit with the inflation numbers. These are the official inflation numbers, which I just don't think are true at all. 
So I've highlighted these. So this is the 12-month change in the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, which is highly, highly manipulated year on year from September 2020 to September 2021. United States is the highest by far. Do not believe what you're hearing, guys, in the United States. It is by far the highest. Now, I'm not including Canada and Australia and New Zealand, things like that in, in here, purely because of the amount of time it would take to, to pull all this data. This alone took a long time. Groceries, United States, 4.5% increase year on year. United Kingdom, 0.9%. European, 1.9%. United States wins that one with the highest increase in groceries by a long shot. In fact, it's, it's more than double the next one, which was the EU. Eating out, so this is restaurants. Again, the United States wins the highest rate, 4.7%, UK 4.5%, and the EU at 2.6%. Vehicle fuel, now this is the big, big one, which I think they are measuring accurately compared to the others because you can't manipulate this. You can't swap, you know, a, a cod out with a haddock and, and things like that, you know, fish to manipulate it. Vehicle fuel is petrol and diesel. You can't, you can't trick on these things. Again, um, United States, 42.1%. The UK has been hit the hardest here, 48.7% rate of inflation. <laughs> Crazy. EU, 35.6%. And then we go into domestic energy or domestic electricity, sorry. USA is 5.2%, UK 5.8%, and the EU wins this one by far with 10.9%. Now, I don't actually think this is accurate. I don't believe the statistics on the United States or the UK. I believe the um, electricity rates are higher than this. Domestic gas is 20.6%. Again, US by far the highest rates of inflation, UK 12% and the European Union 16.9%. Again, I, I know for a fact that is not accurate for the UK, the 12%. It is way above that. We have all the data, we have all the, the charts, but this is what the governments put out. New vehicles, US wins again 8.7%, UK 3.1% and the EU 3.9%. Used vehicles, this is an interesting one. You've heard about this a lot. US 24.4% increase, UK 19.2% increase, and the EU just 3.9%. What this means is that you can buy a, a car, drive it off the forecourt, drive it around for a year or two, and then sell it at the same price that, that you know you bought it at. It's it's pretty crazy or thereabouts. I'm you know being slightly facetious there, but it's crazy what's happening with these, these prices. Now, I could go into every single one of these line by line and analyze and give you the, the data, but people keep saying, your streams are too long, keep them shorter. So I won't go line by line, but I, you know, I could analyze every last detail of this, you know, including the used vehicles. I will talk about one or two, but microchip shortage, semiconductor chip sh shortages. If you haven't watched my video on that, go and watch it. It's on the channel. I went into great minute detail on why this is occurring and the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, uh, Intel, and moving all of their bases, their factories to Arizona, where there's a drought and they need huge amounts of fresh water. It's all very strange. But I covered that. Definitely watch that video. Um, going into clothing now then, United States, 
UK 0.8% and European Union 1.7%. This next one I know is total nonsense, and this is housing, so shelter, housing, rent. The United States 3.2%. Yeah, I think I smell something. Uh, UK 1.9% and EU 1.2%. As you know, I run businesses. We have within our group companies that specialize in this, rental agencies. I know that rent hasn't gone up by 1.9% in the UK for a fact. Uh, and guys, drop it in the comments as well if you're watching uh, you know, live. Pretty sure it hasn't gone up by 1.9%. I know it hasn't in the USA either. Have a lot of clients, speak to them very regularly. I know the rent hasn't gone up that by that much. Um, it's crazy. that They think people are stupid, but we're not. Transportation, 4.4% USA. 3.7% UK and 4.9% in the EU. Furnishings and furniture, 4.8% in the United States. Absolutely no way. No way. It's at least double that. We know because ordering furniture, it's very difficult to get furniture. There's a huge backlog. It's gone up by a lot. It's very expensive. UK, 10.2% and the EU, 3.6%. Household appliances, USA 7.1%, the United Kingdom 3.7%, and the EU 1.1%. Of course, that's with the uh, shipping issues, the the shortages, uh, the backlog in materials. It it all has a knock-on effect, especially with the appliances, because what do they use? They use microchips as well. They use metals. They use all sorts of materials. It isn't just, you know, one simple thing. There's a lot of components and parts that go into all of this. If you're getting value from this podcast, then you're going to love my private community, which can be found at patreon.com forward slash Neil McCoy Ward. We have over a thousand members in that community. It is a fantastic community of like-minded friends committed to finance and economics. Every month, not only do you get my investment-based posts, but you also get a video which is all about macro and investing. So if you're not sure what to do with your money at the moment and how to invest going forward, you should definitely join the private community over on Patreon. Thanks for listening. What's happening in China? You've got the rolling blackouts, the coal um, shortage, the energy shortage, factories being rationed on energy. There's a lot of issues going on here that really aren't being talked about enough in the mainstream media, I I personally don't believe. So just to give this context then, if we were to take the US, the UK and the EU here, the EU scored 2 out of 12 for two of the highest rises. The UK scored 2 out of 12 and the United States scored 8 out of 12. So don't tell me the United States hasn't got high inflation. And these are not even the accurate figures. I said this was going to happen a long time, a year ago now, when they were doing all this quantitative easing. And I have people telling me, oh, no, 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 it doesn't make its way into the uh, the currency supply in the economy. It just sits with the central bank and the, the Fed accounts and all this sort of stuff. No, no, it doesn't. A lot of it makes its way into the economy. It's It's crazy talk that I keep hearing all the time. So that is that is part of it. So you've got the QE. You haven't even seen all of the, the inflation hit the economy yet. There is more to come in the new year. If you think about all the um, the fuel issues, the supply chain breakdowns, 
the HGV lorry drivers, the worker shortages, all of this hasn't even hit the economy yet. It takes two, three, sometimes four months before it works its way in through the pricing because it goes down the chain until it hits the consumer. So all these people talking about, oh, deflation and whatever else. No, no, it's not deflation, ladies and gents. It's inflation in the new year. Now, do I think we've got deflationary forces? Yes. And uh, you can go back and watch my video that I did. I don't know when exactly it was, but I talked about stagflation and how it would all hit. Now, I thought it would come the end of sort of this year, but it looks like it's, I mean, there's a little bit, but it looks like it's going to be actually 2022. And there was only really a couple of people that called that. Uh, Mike Maloney, Peter Schiff briefly talked about it, Gerald, uh, myself. You know, a lot of people missed the stagflation call that, that is coming. And that's where you're going to see some deflationary uh, factors. But you're also going to see uh, a lot more inflation at the same time. So, yes, tech by its very nature is deflationary. There's nothing new here. No one is, you know, setting off any light bulbs here. Tech is always deflationary. You take any item in your house. Think of a phone that you owned five, ten years ago. Mobile, a cell phone, mobile phone. Think of a TV you owned five years ago. This is not rocket science. Technology is deflationary by its uh, very nature. So yes, we're going to see some of that. That's pretty obvious. But all the other stuff hasn't kicked in yet. And uh, let me read out a couple of statements here. Some of the world's biggest companies are betting consumers will keep paying more for their products. Corporate giants, including Procter & Gamble and Nestle, say they plan to continue raising prices or pushing customers to buy more expensive products into 2022. Price increases have so far paid off for the makers of household staples, blah, blah, blah. We're seeing price increases that are... quite shocking, yet consumers have absorbed these prices without a dip in demand. So a lot of these statements, really, they're talking about how uh, what they do. So this is something to understand. In certain industries, this is this is classed more like a, you know, a, a price fixing cartel. But in food and things like that, a lot of them talk to each other, talk to one another. I mean, apparently this is this is what I hear. <laughs> I can't verify this. But they talk to one another and they sort of find out, well, are you going to be raising prices? Oh, are you raising prices? And they watch each other. And one way you can know this for sure, if you look at your grocery shopping or, you know, your food shopping in the UK, they do all these price comparisons. So if you've ever seen these websites or you go into the store and they say, oh, we are five pence cheaper than this supermarket on bread and things like that. That's how you know it. Well, they are betting on, they're all placing their bets that consumers are willing to pay these high prices. And some of the stats here are quite worrying. Um, industry leaders are saying that people are willing to pay a lot more, up to 15% more for their food. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yes, obviously people are going to buy food no matter what. So if I needed food, would I be willing to pay 15% more? Uh, I'd be willing to pay 500% more. I mean, this is common sense. So it's not really anything spectacular here. Now, the other point I want to move on to before I come on to regional here is shrinkflation. I'm not going to hammer this because I've made videos on this and I've taught you all about shrinkflation before. But I'm seeing a lot of shrinkflation at the moment. So this is where they take a product and uh, 
I gave you the example of the the time I, I, I bought that pack of potato chips, Lay's potato chips, or whatever they're called in the US. We don't have them in the UK. And this was junk food. I was starving. There was no food. And there was this little shop and they had these, you know, junk food in it. And I was like, oh, I hate this sort of food, but I'm going to buy it. Well, I buy this bag, right? We call them crisps. You call them potato chips. And I, and it was like packed full of it. I opened it and went, what on earth? And in the bottom, it was like that in a bag this big. It was just, it was just that. That, ladies and gents, is shrinkflation or where they keep the package the same size, but then you open it and, oh, there was a dip in it or, you know, your wine bottle has this massive dip, you know, and you're like, oh, there's hardly anything in this, this, this wine. That is shrinkflation. So we're seeing a lot more of this. At the same time, you're seeing the sizes going down, but the prices are going up. So these are just some of the, the tricks that are going on at the moment. Pricey uh, increases in the United States. Price increases rose at 1.18% on average in September compared with a year ago. So that's nearly three times the average increase at the beginning of the year. That is pretty serious for, for you guys. What else have we got? Goods and services, they're saying, rose by an average of 5.4% for the year. I, I personally don't believe that, and I've explained why. They actually omit certain things. They swap out products. They just take things out completely. Um, it, it's not actually accurate. So here's a, a thing I wrote down. So Jerome Powell and Janet Yellen saying, well, this is transitory. It'll just be a few months, six months towards the end of the year. Everything will, will you know, work its way out. Well, no, it hasn't. So we know that was a lie. And I was thinking about this earlier, how to explain it to, to many of you as to what, why do they keep lying? Well, you could say, what else do you expect from someone who is a professional liar? Why would you expect them to tell the truth? Because what we have now, you see, their, their role as, a, say, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, or Yellen beforehand, their role really isn't to tell you the truth. Their role is to keep the economy roaring, keep the markets booming and all-time highs and things like that. And they want it on their watch. They don't want it to crash on their watch. That's why at the start of the crisis, rather than um, what they did was they created all this new currency, quantitative easing. Of course, now we've, no one's really surprised by this. Now you're having mass inflation. You've got runaway asset prices, all-time highs in every market. These things always end the same way. Now, I love history, as I've told you. I'm a student of history. They always end the same way every single time. And I've just been reading about a period between World War I, World War II. I'm going to turn this into another series, I think, similar to the Great Depression series. And just going over it, I'm like, wow, look at these patterns every time. These bankers, the central bankers, who really, re how can I put this? they are more geared towards inaction than they are towards taking an action because they feel as though it's better just to let things go on their own and print money and lower interest rates along the way. Well, not really. That, that isn't the best way to do it. What they should have, well, we won't get into what they should have done here on this, on this video. We'll talk about it another time. But give you an example from the UK here then because I don't want to keep this stream going too long. 
we now have £1.42 um, price per litre. And diesel is up to £1.46 per litre. Now, this is an all-time record price. The price of unleaded fuel has rocketed by 28 P a litre from £1.14 in October. So this has added now another £15 to the cost of filling up a normal uh, 55 litre family car. That is a lot of money, an extra £15 for a family. You know, you imagine you're filling up once a week. Now you, you spend an extra £60 a year. It's, it's scandalous. And the Chancellor had the cheek to say, you're going to save £1,900 a year. You know, give me a pat on the back. no. No, you're not going to save that because the tax was never put in place anyway. They decided not to do it because the fuel costs had risen so much. You know, it's, it's pretty absurd some of the things they come out with. Um, European Union, this was a funny one. So this was the um, ECB, European Central Bank. So they were talking about how inflation, uh, so, okay, it hit a 13-year high last month. And what they were saying earlier in the year was this will just be very temporary, transitory inflation, and it will be over very soon. It will be over by the end of 2021. Well, surprise, they lied as well. Uh, same with the Bank of England, same with all these central banks. That is what they do. You cannot trust what they say, right? If they were honorable people, what they would do is they would raise interest rates. Now, that would cause a crash. It would. So you might say, well, I don't want that, Neil. I don't want my house falling in value and my stock portfolio and my crypto portfolio and whatever else. You know, that, that's terrible. Well, the problem is if they don't do it now or earlier rather than later and they just keep dragging it on and print, 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 print and just keep going, then the crash is going to be double, triple uh, as bad later on. So sometimes it's better just to take the medicine now than to have, even though the medicine tastes bad, than to have a, 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 you know, a really serious illness later on. That's the way I look at it. I would much prefer you know, good markets, good pricing, good valuations, and have less money than to you know, what, what we have right now, have these huge asset bubbles. And as you know, um, I'm not in the stock market. I, I, that is one market I, I'm not in right now, wouldn't be in it. I don't even have pensions, 401ks, anything like that. Everything, um, well, those of you in the private community, you can see my spreadsheet or my allocations and my investments. So I won't go into it too much here, but that's really what I wanted to cover today. Was there any other key things? Okay, here's their latest update from the ECB. Um, we see inflation going back to normal as su supply chain bottlenecks resolve themselves throughout Q1 of 2022. It's not going to resolve in Q1 of 2022. This is six months, within six, three to six months time. Um, yeah, we're going to have some bottlenecks sort of work their way out, but you, you're going to see a lot more of the QE inflation coming in. You're going to see a lot more of the other inflation. We talked about wage growth, inflation, minimum wage rises, um, and, and even just normal wages rising. And actually, this weekend, I'm going to do a video on the great reshuffle that's going on at the moment, very similar to the great resignation, but more of an update six months later. So I'll be covering that. Uh, but yeah, I don't believe, you know, these central bankers and all oh, 3% inflation next year and whatever else. 
no, it's not going to be two to three percent next year. I wouldn't be surprised if we hit double digits, maybe eight, nine percent um, as we go into uh, the start of 2022. I wouldn't be surprised at all. That's why you've got to invest carefully. Uh, be very careful. Keep your eye on China as well. Evergrande crisis and how it's affecting all the others. Um, I might make a video on that. That'll take me a little bit of time to put together, though, because that's very, very complex. But everyone is tied in there. Keep your eye on this. Keep your eye on the stock market. Keep your eye on uh, all these things. Just be really, really careful. I can't stress enough every time we talk that you need to be careful with your investments. Um, I'm fully booked for mentoring now for all the way through November, I, I believe, and I have been in October. So um, unfortunately, I can't help you on a one-on-one -on -one basis till probably December now. So you're just going to have to take action yourself and just be really, really careful. But that is it for today. I hope I've given you a good update on inflation. Uh, please click the like button, subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, other than that, take care. God bless. And I'll see you next time.